Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Well, welcome tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different, which is why, uh, well, which is why you're not seeing Doris alone. <laughs> uh, this is a very special date for us. Six years ago to this day, on June 12th, uh, this show started, and we thought it'd be fun to do something different tonight, which would be to take some time and look behind the scenes and understand, yay, there's the big graphic, understand, <laughs> understand what's been going on. A lot of people don't really know how this show got started. Uh, they don't know even why it is. We even wonder how it's still going. Yeah, well, we still do that. <laughs> so we thought it'd be fun just to take some time right now to do a look back. Uh, my name is Jim Catlin. I'm the pastor of Main Street Church, and, uh, and I help produce this show along with a horde of volunteers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm normally behind the camera pushing buttons and stuff like that, but I thought it'd be fun to be out here and just talk about how this show came to be uh, and, uh, and what God's been doing ever since it started six years ago today on today. June 12th. So, June 12th, uh, so we're just thrilled that for some reason we're still on the air. But so let's just do this. Um, Doris is going to be my guest tonight. <laughs> just a nice <laughs> turnaround. A little switch around. <laughs> and, and so I'm going to ask her questions. So we can just go back and find out how this came to be and understand just why we're here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you'll probably hear some things that you probably have never heard before. So, um, so let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back. 2008 mm -hmm. is what it was. Well, and, and what was it like back in 2008? And what was, what was the world like then that for some reason this show about polygamy came to be? Well, let's go back further than 2008. Let's go okay. back to 2006, Six, actually, okay. because yeah. it was in May of 2006 that Warren Jeffs was put on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Right, that's right. And it was, that was May. And then, um, Two, three, well, a little, almost three months later in August, he was arrested. And yeah. so, so this mm -hmm. is in the news, especially in the Intermountain West. It was big right. news because right. he's the leader of the FLDS group. And so he was on the FBI, FBI West for unlawful flight, for sexual misconduct, for aggravated yeah, assault. Yeah, he had his and, picture in the post offices as uh, mm -hmm. most wanted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, yeah. he was. Yeah. Well, he was arrested August 29th in 2006. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, in 2007, the state of Arizona also charged him. Now, this was Utah. He was sent to Utah for, right. for his trial. And 2007, Arizona charged him with, um, I think, eight counts uh, of sexual hmm. misconduct and incest and several different um, mm -hmm. uh, charges. But his trial began in September of 2007. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And our ministry started in the spring of 2007. So we're the, hmm. the Shield and Refuge ministry began right in the middle of all of this stuff that's going on with so Warren So all this public interest about polygamy, it's really here. Mm -hmm. Who's the Warren Jeffs guy? Big and, stuff going yeah. on. National yeah. news. It was hitting yeah. national news. So um, he went to trial in Utah in September, and it lasted less than a month. The trial did, and right. he was oh, convicted. I yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, but then Utah overturned the charges of conviction because there was some strange thing going on with their instructions to the jury. Well, so it was a mistrial. I, I guess I'd forgotten. They, that. Yeah, they, something happened. With the, the, the instructions to the jury had been wrong. There had been something wrong that said to the jury, and so they overturned the conviction. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Texas got him. Texas got him. <laughs> Texas Yay, will always Texas. get you if you 
weasel out other places, yeah. <laughs> so he was extradited to Texas. He was charged and tried, found guilty of sexual assault right. and aggravated sexual assault of children, sentenced to life in prison plus 20 years and a $10,000 fine. Wow. And so he's right now he's in um, a prison in Texas. But that all happened because of the 2008 raid of the YFC ranch in El Dorado in 2008, right. in April of 2008. Yeah. Well, our ministry started in 2007, Shield and Refuge, and all of this is going on now uh, in the news. And then mm -hmm. 2008, mm -hmm. the the in April, and our June start, our June, our show started in June of 2008. June of June, yeah. So right. that's what was going on behind the scenes as right. we were preparing to to put on a show yeah, about and polygamy. everyone was talking about Warren Jeffs and talking and I think for a lot of people they were surprised that polygamy was actually going on in the West someplace uh -huh. so yeah uh, it was just they, they thought it was just when it all started up I had a friend that I that used to live here he worked here and we worked in the same office and I mm -hmm. asked him are you hearing about what's going on here and he says yeah a little bit and I says what do people think well he knew all about it you know because oh, okay. he had lived here but he yeah. said people in his office were thinking it was just an um, single incidents, like kind of like the Waco incidents, but little David thing going <laughs> Yeah, didn't realize that so many hundreds or so many yeah. tens of thousands of people lived tens in polygamy. Of, yeah, and 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 you know Texas because they had the ranch there, the YFC ranch, you know Hilldale, Colorado City here in you know Arizona and in um, in Utah, and then up in Canada as well. I mm -hmm. mean, so so at least for Warren Jeff's community, it was very widespread. I think people just didn't didn't get that at all they didn't not at all exactly so so all this buzz is going on um, mm -hmm. in the in the press and stuff like that and uh, and you get a phone call from the manager of the station well I didn't know I didn't know Danny uh, right, Danny's right. a manager and his wife Michelle very wonderful people and uh, prior to the release of the DVD lifting the veil of polygamy right uh, th that's what actually launched our ministry to the polygamist was the um, DVD lifting the veil of polygamy and children refuge got started and um, and I wanted to get distribution of the DVD. I want everybody right. in the Christian community to to know that it's a resource available, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, which, of course, your your organization, your yeah, church, is the ones that. who produce that DVD. Scott, so, Scott Johnson. And Scott Johnson. He's the media mastermind. So, he, yeah. he's, he's wonderful, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I called him. I called. It was a cold call, and I'm not great with cold calls, but but I. <laughs> oh, called. so you called him instead of him well, calling you? Well, I called him to see if he would take the if he would watch the DVD if I oh, sent it to him in 2007. I didn't know that. I did okay. that, and um, and he said, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And I says, I, "I'm not asking you to do anything. I just want, if God tells you to do something, fine. But I just want you to see the DVD and know it's a resource." So we took it, and then a few weeks later, Sean McCraney called me. Okay. And he says, "Denny." Gave me your number. What do you want? <laughs> I guess he I don't know. Details. Someone to watch the DVD? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. I explained it to him and he said the same thing. Well, what do you want me to do? I said, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to see the DVD, the and, DVD. and tell it God tell you what to do, if, <laughs> if anything, you know. Okay. Well, he called me a few weeks after that and he said, I want to have a special show, a two-hour show, and he was having a one-hour show on TV20, Heart of the Matter, right. and he was going to expand it to two hours, a special night with Sandra Tanner and myself as a guest. Right. That okay. night we could talk about polygamy and Mormonism and all this other stuff, which we did. Yeah. And then I never heard anything after that from anybody until January of 2008. Did, did anyone ever watch the video, by the way? <laughs> they said they did. They said they did. Okay. Okay. So you were on Sean's show with Sandra. Uh-huh. 
And so, and that was in August of 2007. Okay. And all this hot stuff's going on, you know, with Warren Jeffs. Right. And so, um, to, in January of 2008, Danny called me. And he said that he wanted to make a time when we could have lunch. He and his wife and me to have lunch. They wanted to talk to me about something. Right. And, of course, that scared me, and it excited me at the same time. <laughs> and the day that we decided to have the lunch was the worst snowstorm of the season. Oh. And Michelle called him and says, we can cancel the dinner if you want, or the lunch if you want. And I didn't live too far from the restaurant we'd picked out on. So I said, no, I'll brave it if you want to. So we did. <laughs> and that's when Denny said he had seen the DVD. He'd been watching the news, all this stuff that's going on. And he had read a book about one of the ladies who had escaped from the FLDS. And after oh. he finished the book, he said, God told him to get involved in our ministry. And hmm. he says, the way we can get involved is to offer you TV time. And I said, what? <laughs> and what would that entail? What would that be? <laughs> he's, he's, he, he said, anything. You choose. You do what really? you want to do. You really? have a, a one-hour show once a week, two-hour show once a month, one great big long show anytime, right. and, and one-time shot, whatever you want to do. And I wow. said, well, we need to pray about this. Yes, you know? <laughs> and so, of course, I called you guys and, and laid it on the table with you, and we all decided we'd take some time to pray about it. Right. And um, that was January. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the YFC Ranch thing came in April, and we hadn't made a decision whether we were going to do the show or not. But when that happened, and Susan Schmidt and I went down to El Dorado during that time. Yeah, and, I remember that. You and we got visited a, outside the place. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. we did. And, and we were invited to a lot of churches and places and television yeah. interviews down there about polygamy. And when we came back, we decided that we need to get on the bandwagon and make our choice. And, and God just seemed to be opening up the doors. So mm -hmm. we decided we'd go ahead and do it. None of us knew what we were doing. Whatever but, that means, we'll do it. Well, I don't know. God said yes, yeah. so we'll do it. And so June 12th, 2008 was our first show. Yeah. Now, before that first show, <laughs> there was a significant amount of, what's the word? Terror. Terror. Oh, that's a good word. On your part and our part, because uh, still the whole idea was television. Well, what do you do? I mean, yeah. how do you do this? I mean, what was that like? Well, it was for me, it was very scary. It, I it was excited yeah. when yeah. Danny first offered it to me, but I was very apprehensive at the same time because I'm not a public person. I'm, I've never been born and raised in polygamy. You're not public. So you didn't have a TV show before this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I'd, I'd had a couple of invitations to talk publicly before yeah, this, but, this but is just it crazy scared different. me to death and oh, I didn't yeah. even do it. Yeah. because it scared me so bad but um this is different yeah and yeah. uh and we got together we had a planning committee meeting if you recall I, I recall that really well we there was more plans. terror there and, and we, we had to decide we we had to provide all the volunteers yeah. you know tv20 is a small station yeah. they don't have a, a huge budget you know to keep people on on salary 24-7 yeah, right, and so we have to we and still do supply the volunteers for the, the camera state. the yeah. control room the telephone the the sound everything is yeah. volunteer effort right. including yeah. the people behind the camera yeah. are all volunteers well yeah and that's what terrified us because i mean you're gonna you're terrified because you're gonna go in the air i mean that's just what you do but then we said well it's our responsibility to somehow produce it mm -hmm. and uh, we'd never done television and I remember talking to Denny, the station manager, and, and Denny says, well, there is kind of a hitch in this whole thing. Uh, it's not like you can just march on and we'll muster all the all the employees at TV20 and you'll go in the air and that's yeah, it. Yeah. He says, you basically have to think about coming in and opening and unlocking the front door and turning the lights on and running everything. everything. And I remember we looked at each other and said, 
oh, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> how are we supposed to do that? Oh, I'll show he you. says, oh, yeah, well, we'll teach you how to do that. Yeah. So, and even to this very day, that's it. So that's like you, you say, do. it's all volunteers. Mm -hmm. There is no paid staff from TV20 here. Although, bless their hearts, they support us and do a ton to help. But on, on Thursday nights, it's volunteers. It's volunteer, and, right. Yeah. And, and of course, you've had technical background. I've and, got some, and, yeah. And uh, Scott, like you mentioned, Scott Johnson, yeah. he's the he's the one that has all the brains behind the production right, of right. the videos. And right. so that, you know, and everything else, it just all comes See, together. A lot of things fell in place, and God used a lot of our previous backgrounds, technically and skill-wise, that we mm -hmm. didn't realize that it would work for this. So Well, and it, it, it also <clears throat> reminds me that his promise is... Um, if he walk, if he opens the door, we walk through it. And when we are weak and yeah. foolish, he is strong and wise. And that exactly. certainly proved true in this situation. Oh, certainly. But it, I think most people don't understand is that none of us were pursuing this ahead of time. This sort of came right. to we us. Right. We didn't pursue it at all. And and actually, our initial response and our response for many weeks after that was terror. It's like, how do you do this? It, and, it was very frightening. Yeah. And but you know, I th I thought about it for a long time, and I just thought, I wonder if this is God's poetic justice. For for me to be offered, and I'm speaking about me personally here, coming from a polygamy group, right. all my life been threatened, don't you say a word about <laughs> what's going on in polygamy, and told the lies, you know, right, taught right, the right. lies to tell, and now here he's got me <laughs> telling the whole world what about you say? what's yeah. going on. So God opened the door around the globe to talk don't about it. Don't you tell it. anybody, boy. <laughs> Of course, yeah. they know you are now. They know we're telling yeah, all about we're it telling now. Everything, yeah. yeah, but but until I became a Christian, I, I still had the fear of talking about it. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah sure. Well, we are just we're just flabbergasted. This is still going on, and that the cameras stay on. It's just it's an amazing thing, and and you've changed a lot over six years, and we have too. And it's really without being cliches, it's really the grace of God it in is. all of these things. I mean. Uh, we're weak so he can be strong and mm -hmm. it, and so it, I mean it's really true it's very much true so right well at the when the show started on June 12th in 2008 uh, I remember us <laughs> having a long discussion about what to call it I mean what do you call this show I remember us driving on to Manti and back once remember that mm -hmm. and yeah, we were talking we in the car a lot of ideas. stupid ideas mine, <laughs> mine were I think the stupidest oh I've no you had some good ones <laughs> completely forgotten them so why so finally it's polygamy what love is this so why that why is that well why is that better than all my ideas Doris well I don't know why it's I don't know if it is actually <laughs> I think it is I'm saying right here publicly it is we yeah. wanted polygamy to be in the title because that, right. that's that's the focus yeah. the, the focus of our show is the polygamous culture exactly and yeah. to get biblical truths to them and and we also need to remember that the LDS Church still believes in polygamy. They admit yes. that they still believe in they just don't practice don't it. Don't practice, but still believe. So we're talking yeah. to people who believe in polygamy. Yeah. And uh, we get emails from people, from the Mormon Church as well as the polygamists, who tell us that they still believe in it. And But they've accused us of having the name of polygamy in our show, but not but then turning around and attacking the Mormon Church. Right. Right. Well, that we want polygamists to know biblical truths. We want them to know biblical truths sure. as yeah. well. Yeah. But as we were praying about this whole opportunity yeah. and I prayed and asked God well what kind of a title you know do you and I'm sure we all did but the what came into my mind was first John chapter 3 verse 1 as mm -hmm. I was praying one time and that verse says see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and so we are. So we and are. that verse is bragging about God's love. Yeah. Look at His love. Yeah, his yeah. love is wonderful. And I thought, 
that's what the polygamists need to know, that the yeah, love in yeah. polygamy is, n the love of God would never command the kind of love you don't get in polygamy. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so the name polygamy is in the title and then the comparison. What love is this when you compare yeah. it to the love that God has for polygamous people? Right. So right. I think we kind of landed on that title. Oh, I, I loved it. And it's better than, what does Cody Brown say? It's not love divided, it's love multiplied. Uh, love multiplied? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But I, it's, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes me squirm every it, time it, I It's I not it. multiplied. But, but yeah, really from a, from a biblical sense, love, God defines love, God is love. So mm -hmm. he's, I mean, he's the author of love. Mm -hmm. And when we look at what goes on in fundamentalist groups, that's not love, at least not the way God had designed it. Well, and very so. few women that I have ever spoken to, and then I go back even to, to early Mormon polygamist history and read yeah. some of the stories of the women. Very few of them actually experienced true love from their husband. The first wife yeah. did. First, the first wife. wife. Yeah, because it's like a normal marriage. Right. Yeah. And only when, it, only when there's only the one wife. Right. But once the polygamy starts, the multiple plural wives do not experience the love, and then the first wife right. loses the love that she had shared exclusively with her husband. Yeah. So it's a very sad situation. Yeah, so sad. And that's and a lot of people say you do something against polygamy, and it's not so much against polygamy as it is pro-love, because God uh -huh. desires this kind of love for women and men to experience, and polygamy short-circuits that. It so. does, and, and we want people to look clear back to Joseph Smith and mm -hmm. with that same idea, because Joseph Smith's the one that started all this, mm -hmm. and right. the love of God right. doesn't change. So he would not want that, uh, yeah. you know, his yeah. love to be skewed like that anyway. Yeah. Even when, when what, what kind of pain did he give Emma? When he, when she found out that he was philandering around behind his back, and then about, and then called yeah. it God's command. God's you know, command. That's just not ah. God's love. God yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah, and those women deserve so much more, so much more. They do, they do. Well, so over over the years, <laughs> he says, with six years under his belt. So over the years, how's the fear factor gone? Just to find out. Here. Well, like we talked about earlier, there was a lot of fear for all of us right, in right. What, how are we going to do this? I mean, this is television, it's, and it's live television. It's live, which it's an, not anyone will tell you this is the most terrifying thing you can do with television is <laughs> anything live, so, yeah. yeah. and having not been experienced in it in any of us, and, and then, of course, I'm just not public. I'm just not a public person at all, but, but it, it scared me to death. I was yeah, so scared, yeah. and I remember that first show, and we were sitting they here do doing, they're doing the countdown, you know, and I wanted to get up and run. And run. I did. I wanted to. I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, of course, I didn't do that. But I was shaking, and my boot, I was shaking in my shoes, literally. I know, and I my know. hands were shaking. I was afraid my voice would fail me, and so on. And this went on for the first two years. Yep. Every single yep. Thursday before the show, I would have this terror, and my heart would pound, and I would be shaking. And one time, uh, just before the show, <laughs> and we this. were sitting yeah. here very, very quietly for the countdown um, to, to be coming on the air. And I just prayed to God. I said, I am so tired of this fear. If mm. you want us to continue to do this, please take this fear away and give me some, some calmness. And immediately, immediately, that mm. fear mm. was gone. And he just, his calmness and peace just overwhelmed me Isn't that very amazing? moment. Yeah. And it yeah. was gone. It never came back. I still get nervous. Sure. Yeah. I, I still yeah. get, you know, you know uh, before the show, before every show, but not that terror <laughs> that's gone. Praise <laughs> God for that. And it's a it's a reasonable expectation that if God put this in your lap, He's going to equip you to do it, even if that means the fear issues. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a reasonable expectation to pray. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So why did you wait two years to do that then? Well, 
Well, I, I would pray that he would that he would help me with it. You know, I don't yeah. know why he waited two years to finally let it happen. Oh, but, okay, okay. But yeah, I did, and I always prayed that I would do a good job and that he would be glorified in what I did, and I did embarrass him by <laughs> some of the things I did. That's part of the territory. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I, I always remind myself too that perfect love casts out fear. We know that, mm -hmm. and. Uh, if what God is doing when he asks you to do things like this that are way out of your box, I mean, immediately the thought is terror and fear. But he wouldn't do this if he's a loving God. He's not going to do something that's going to make you go crazy in that sense. So there should be some sense in which out of his love, we can sit in his love and say, well, you wouldn't have put this in front of me if you weren't going to equip mm -hmm. in every way we need to do it. Because clearly mm -hmm. you're not calling me because I'm qualified. <laughs> exactly. For so that's you're going to sure. have to, God, you're going to have to do this. And it's so. funny because during the week and as I was preparing for guests or interviews or, or shows without interviews, without guests and so on, I wouldn't have that fear. I, yeah, I would yeah. wonder if this was a good script, you know, or yeah. if this was a good plan, but whatever. But the fear wasn't there during the week. Only Thursday nights just before the camera rolled. Yeah, that's when that terror that's when struck. It hits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. I had a friend, a pastor friend, who uh, he'd been a pastor for many years, and he told me his routine on Sunday mornings. His routine was to get up pretty early, review what he was going to talk about in the morning, have his breakfast, and then on the way to church, stop the car and throw up on the side of the oh road, my and then go on to church. And, this, and he'd been doing this, I don't know decades oh, it's been a long time wow and he said i do that every single sunday that's how terrifying it is and most you know most people agree the most terrifying thing you can impose on anybody is to stand up in, in front of a crowd of people but do it on live tv and it's a little bit more yeah and then take phone calls <laughs> and, and then take phone and calls and from make strangers. sure you don't make a <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know <laughs> a few so it's an astonishing <laughs> thing and we're grateful to god that he just he he fixes all this for he, us and he, he has, has. Do it. And he, he has he's asked yeah. us to do it and he's sustained the whole thing yeah. for, all, for all of us exactly and I'm, I'm also amazed too here at tv20 tv20 is a very different television station in in uh, salt lake city area uh, it's family owned mm -hmm. it's private and family owned it's not it's not owned by some gigantic conglomerate you know business in that sense and the and the owners here um say they want to have this this kind of programming happen. And that's just mm -hmm. a remarkable thing. I mean, I think mm -hmm. we need to take lots of time tonight just to thank them and say, you know, this was this was a tremendous, well, it was a risky thing for one thing, because they said, yeah. come on, we've never seen you do anything before. Come on on a Thursday night yeah. and do whatever you want to do, <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, so we are, we are just very thankful to them for uh, supplying the time and supplying well, the equipment and, and, and offering I mean just the first offer and they they offered it free airtime yeah. now who gives free airtime yeah, right. nobody does right. and they because God told them to get involved with our ministry that was what they did and they mm -hmm. offered it for quite some time fine finally you know we started to pay yeah. and we pay for our airtime now but yeah but and Denny and Michelle were so sweet they've been so um, they've been so kind and encouraging and very, encouraging, and very yeah. Um, yeah. just supportive in every mm -hmm. way that, yeah. that you could imagine. And, and they put themselves on the line yep. just by having the station and allowing the program that they have, programming. Well, it, it brings some heat on them too. Sure. And so uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a marvelous thing. It's a, again, it's one of those things in this kind of a situation with something like this, <clears throat> you could make a strategic plan <laughs> 
<laughs> if you knew what you're going to do, but none of us knew what we're going to do. And God not only arranged you knowing your skills without you knowing what your skills were, he arranged us knowing our background. Uh, he arranged the hearts of the owners, the, the managers here, and he just arranged the station to actually be here in Salt uh -huh. Lake City. And I mean, it's one of, these, one of these remarkable things where you see it all happen and most people would look in and say, well, that's just a gigantic coincidence. Now, actually, we see God's hand in actually orchestrating mm -hmm. and bringing this together. And yeah. it's as much the hearts <laughs> of the owners and the staff here as anything else of God prearranging mm -hmm. and putting on their hearts. So, mm -hmm. And bringing about at exactly the right timing. Uh, exactly. What better timing could that have been yeah. to, to begin a show like this? Yeah, yeah. And I've told people, too, one of the biggest problems, if you want to do loving outreach to fundamentalists or polygamous groups, is uh, finding them. <laughs> I mean, classically, we know... Uh, we know about Warren Jeff's group, and uh, you can go down to Colorado City or Hilldale and pretty much find them or, or go to Texas. But uh, there's a gigantic population inside the state that you can't find in one place. So how do you get in touch with them? And, you know, that's a good point, Jim. Um, and I know, especially when this that all this stuff happened with Warren Jeffs right. that the other polygamy groups started to dig in and they they wanted yes. to dig deeper and keep their secrets more secretive and yeah. and they made some changes because they were afraid they would get caught as well yeah because it'd be dominoes they'd be next exactly yeah. Yeah. and and that's when of course when we started all of this and God just he just made it happen so mm -hmm. perfectly with that timing um, I remember people would ask me, "What do you? How do you? Oh, this is exciting. How do you want us to pray?" You know, and yeah, I would say, yeah. "My greatest prayer is that this is before the TV show. Yeah. My greatest prayer is that you would ask God to find a way for us to get into the homes of polygamists to tell them exactly. that polygamy is not God's command. They don't have to do this." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so after the show started, and, and you know, that's that was what I had asked people to pray. Right. And about two or three weeks after the show started, and and all this nervousness and terror was going on you know I asked God one time why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, right. what is this why are you having me do TV this just isn't my this bag is a, this is a distraction <laughs> from the main work and he reminded me of that prayer request well, he see, says this is the neat. best way to get into the polygamous homes and that's what you prayed for right and it is yeah because you'd spent you'd spent a year in ministry you left your job mm -hmm. and you were looking for opportunities how to do this and for mm -hmm. a year it's like well how, how do you do this mm -hmm. you know you can go down to the YFC ranch in Texas but yeah, but you can't get inside because they lock the gate. You they lock the gate. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of you and Susan outside the gates, looking in like this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's just it's a tremendous answer to prayer that that none of us would have ever conceived. Not. But it, it it works pretty darn well. It does. It absolutely does. Well, now you mentioned you mentioned that uh, um, at the beginning of this, the owners um, donated the airtime. Mm -hmm. uh, we pay some now for the airtime, mm -hmm. and that's that's the right thing to do it because is. because by the way, this station most people don't don't understand, but this. A station of this size and viewership is always on the financial ropes. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult thing to do a station like especially this. Especially in this culture. Especially in this culture. Yeah, very, very hard. And, and you have, even with the advancing technical culture, people are spending more of their viewer time watching YouTube on their computers and stuff like that. So revenue for stations is going down because people just aren't watching TV. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a difficult time for stations. So mm -hmm. we should talk a little bit about funds. I mean... Um, so we pay some here for that. Uh, you know, what about the rest of the whole fun well, picture? The rest of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were when we first met for our planning meetings to right. to prepare for the show, there wasn't a budget. Right. Because right. we didn't have any money to put there in. There was the no budget. money, so who cares? <laughs> 
<laughs> zero is so, still zero. So. so we just, we just, and we had to put together volunteers. Everybody uh -huh. who works behind the scenes are volunteers. Yeah. Uh, nobody gets paid for what they do. I know we've had phone calls and we've also had emails that accused us of getting rich and getting, getting rich. a filthy yeah. lucre that we're yeah. getting on trying to tear down the church. And they don't know what they're talking about because yeah. I don't get paid for doing the show. You don't get paid for no. being on here. We've never had a guest on the show that we paid to Never. come. And yeah. yet we've Never. had guests come from out of town, out of the state, just to be on our Flying show. Flying just to be this. Just yeah. to do the show. And yeah. they've done it as volunteer. Mm -hmm. So nobody is getting rich. Nobody is making any money by doing this. We're doing it. And everybody that's helping out, all, all right. the volunteers here tonight are helping out because they believe mm -hmm. that God is going to set the polygamist free. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's a work of the heart for all of us. But it but still, I mean, I have to be fair, you turn on the television and you see someone on television and you figure this is a big bucks thing that I'm watching because after <laughs> all, it's on television. Right. So, well, <laughs> well you know, we're not professionals. That's and, true. And, and I think that we've been told that a few times. <laughs> we have been told that. <laughs> by our yes. critics. We've been dressed But we've down. never pretended to be professionals. Yeah. We're not. And, and uh, our whole point is not how our image, our whole point is our message. Right. We have a message right. that we want this culture to hear. It's from God, it's from His Bible, and God has given that tool to us to use. And so um, that's the important thing is yeah. what do we have to say? Not if we get paid, not if it's big bucks, not anything, not image, none of that is important, but the message that the we have to give. The message is everything, mm -hmm. message is everything, yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> since we have been successful getting that message out, <laughs> there have been people who've responded. Yes, right? and, uh, absolutely. And uh, I think most of the viewers here only maybe know a tiny fraction of what goes on. So <laughs> I'd asked you earlier about uh, a couple weeks ago about as you look back over the six years, what are the most memorable responses or escapes from people who've responded, you know, watch the show that you've been yeah. participating in. Yeah. Well, the main focus of a shield and refuge ministry is to bring biblical truths to polygamists right. <coughs> so that they will know they don't have to live this life yeah. to please God. And and then other things that we do is we'll we'll help people get out. We'll help them mm -hmm. escape if they mm -hmm. have to. If they don't have to escape and they can leave on their own, then we'll we'll try and help them as best we can, yeah. facilitate right. the escape, right. find them a place to stay if that's what they need. And we've helped, um, I think Rachel Brown, we've had her on the show several times. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. um, sure. And she was, and she's still in need of help to try and get her children away from the, her polygamist husband's custody, which the court gave. But yeah, talk about that just a little bit more. I mean, why, is that a typical thing where someone <laughs> leaves and the children are sort of left in limbo or, or how does... It, you know, the culture, it is so disappointing, um, the culture that we have here, because when a woman does leave and she leaves mm -hmm. with her children, she's victimized all over again because the group has the money. They can pay for the attorneys. Sure, the, yeah. the woman who leaves, leaves with nothing, generally with nothing, uh, just the clothes on their backs. Yeah. And, and then they have to fight to keep custody of their children. And the courts don't look at the, the whole situation. They look at who's got the money. Right, and, right, um, right. and so Rachel's judge um, did not understanding the polygamous culture, not understanding much of 
why Rachel reacted the way she did in certain situations mm. and not taking a look at her husband being uh, abusive and a polygamist. Yeah, and right. he gave Which is illegal. It's still illegal. Still illegal. Polygamy yeah. is still illegal. Yeah. And he, she gave three little girls to her polygamous husband in custody, full custody. Mm. Now, what do little girls grow up to be in a polygamy group? Polygamous wives. Right. Right. And and it's just a heartbreak, and that is not unusual. It's not unusual for that to happen. It's yeah. it's extremely. And Rachel, right now, if if anybody wants to help her out, she's still looking for some funds mm. um, to. So the little girls are still attorney. back with dad, the and the little girls are still with dad. Yeah. 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 It's it's really not good. Yeah. And then and then we have had we had one lady call me. Uh, after the website got up, mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. we use aliases, we don't use real names, and so, sometimes we'll let the, we use Rachel's name because her name's been in public and That's she's right. been on the show, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I'm going to use an alias on this, this one, um, her, and I won't, but I won't give time and I, and I won't give any details that will point out who she is, but I'll call her Ellie. She contacted us after she'd seen our website, the Children mm -hmm. Refuge website, and we talked quite a bit about is polygamy something God wants and, and using scriptures and so on. And uh, she was living in a home as a nanny um, and oh. was betrothed to be married to the husband or the father of these kids that she was, she would be the second wife. And she finally realized that... Of the kids she was nannying? She was nannying. She was betrothed to be married to their father okay. as the second wife. And the husband and wife were living together in that home, and she was living there too, but not as a wife yet. Reminds me of Joseph Smith's uh, kind of, huh? subsequent uh, marriages. That, yeah, that's the women living in the house. Yeah. He, anyway, I'll he, A lot going. of women that he got that way. Yeah. And so we finally decided, she finally decided she wanted our help to get her out, but we would, mm. have, to, we would have to rescue her. She couldn't just walk out. Right. So we made the plans, and we telephone back and forth, a friend of the ministry, Chuck and Irene, if you remember them, right, right. they offered to help and they offered to even give her a place to stay mm -hmm. when we got her. And so we drove to her house, it was dark, and we got about 30 seconds away from her house, stopped the car, I called her, and I said, we're 30 seconds from the house, and she says, I'm ready. We drove up to the house, and I got out of the car, she was waiting on the porch, she had her bags packed, and while they were bringing the bags in the car and put them in the car, I verified it was her and gave her a hug and got her in the car. And a minute later, we were gone. And wow. we, we just got her out of there that fast and nobody in the house knew what had happened. They didn't wow. know she was gone. Wow. Well, the next day she called him and said she was gone and she was never coming back. He was so angry. He said, if I ever find where you're at, I'm going to come and I'm going to cut off your head. And <laughs> that was his threat. Well... <laughs> <laughs> and no one took it as a as a. She scared her. It was real. It scared her yeah. for a while. She wouldn't she wouldn't go anywhere for a while because it scared sure. her so badly. But wow. there was no way for him to know where she was at. And and now she's left the state and yeah. and she was she was safe. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it, it's, it's the kind of crazy <laughs> things we run into. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, we're at the at the half hour mark. We might want to take we a break are. and. Yeah and uh, open up our phone lines. So if anybody wants to call in and ask questions or make comments about this show, uh, you're welcome to do so. Our telephone number is 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. So give us a call and uh, we're gonna take our break as we wait for the phone calls to come in. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? 
broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we've made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show tonight, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen. And with Jim Catlin here tonight doing the interviewing questions, we are discussing uh, the, what it's like to be doing a television show for six years and not knowing what we're doing. And basically, <laughs> that's kind of what it went on behind that's the scenes, at least for the first little while. Oh, you know, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot to mention, before we went, before, when we were looking into doing the show, one of my favorite memories is we, uh, we came down here to TV20 on a Tuesday night. And uh, I have to mention, Sean McCraney, his wife Mary, and a lot of their staff, Derek Webster, they were very supportive helping mm -hmm. us do this. They yeah. really showed us, us how ideas. to do a lot of things. And so we decided, well, let's come down one Tuesday night. And uh, part of our volunteers, who were technically clueless, went and stood in the control room and looked at people punching buttons. And I remember the two of us sat out in the studio audience right here during Sean's show. Right. And uh, we're sitting there and watching Sean do his thing, <laughs> and uh, like only Sean can do. Right. right. And you turned to me three times during the show. I counted it three times. And you turned next to me and very quietly said, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, sh 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 just keep going. And you turned to me, I can't do that. Three times you did that. And then finally at the end I said, but you don't have to do that. Yeah. You have to do whatever God's calling you to do. But uh, no one can do what Sean does. No, so that's, that's, that, that's just, very true. I still laugh about it to this day. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. And it's so intimidating. It really is oh, intimidating yeah. to, it very much is. to do something like that. It, it very much is. Sometimes even still, I'll, as I'm preparing a script or something, I'll think, what am I doing? <laughs> I think this we do that when we turn on, on the TV station too, so it's a crazy thing. Well, yeah. well let's, you know, a lot of people um, talk about ministries that help polygamists and fundamentalist communities, and a lot of a lot of what they do is really structured about providing uh, shelter for when someone escapes and something like that. 
uh, and which is important. I mean, because you come out with nothing. You know, mm -hmm. you just like like the rest. You had just come out with a suitcase, and that's it. But but you put a lot of effort into the religious, the spiritual side of this. Mm -hmm. Why don't you explain to us why that's such a key issue? It isn't just a secondary thing, it's really primary. Why is that so important? It is very important. I don't think that other people who want to do interviews for with, with people who do what I do, I, they don't want to interview me because I do the religious issue and the yeah, secular right. culture doesn't want to face that. Um, I remember after after I left the group, I hated religion, I hated God, I hated it, anything to do with religion because it had been shoved down my throat all my life. And um, when, I, when I finally started doing my own Bible studies, felt free to do that and became a Christian, and I realized that it's not God's will for people to live polygamy, mm -hmm. I, I, I figured in my own heart that if they knew that God didn't require it, that they would, there'd be more people leave and give it up. Yeah, yeah it, would, right. it would be much easier to leave if yeah. they knew without a doubt that God wasn't requiring it. And besides that, beginning with Joseph Smith and all down through the church leadership, the first, what, seven presidents of the LDS Church lived polygamy. Right, right. All of the polygamy group leaderships, all of them bring religion into it. Mm -hmm. Section 132 of the Doctrine and Covenants, which is the revelation on polygamy, yeah. brings religion into it. So, and, and they actually, they lie about what the Bible says about polygamy. They claim Isaac mm -hmm. lived polygamy. Mm -hmm. He didn't. They claim Moses did. There's no biblical evidence Moses lived polygamy. So, so we come in here behind them and bring biblical truths out right. in the open to polygamists. Right. Plus there's the TV reality shows. Right, yes. They live polygamy because... And they never, they never mention religion. They don't mention religion, yeah. but they live it because their religion tells them they have to exactly. in order to please God. And that's hidden. It's hidden. They yeah. hide it. They're not yeah. being absolutely transparent mm -hmm. <clears throat> with the purpose of their show. Sure. So, um, of course, the LDS Church believes that God told told Joseph Smith to live it and then withdrew the command. Right. And right. they say, we don't know why God commanded it, but he did. You know. Well, no, he didn't because he, yeah. he, in the Bible it's very clear that he did not command polygamy. So we bring it in because they need to know the biblical truths about polygamy and perhaps knowing those truths, they'll check it out for themselves and be set free from their own bondage well, to yeah, polygamy. And that's a real bondage. I don't think most people realize that. That is, that is as real a bondage as being held captive in a jail or something like it that. Is. Because, it is, it is. Because you've, you've said often that when you left, you had to consciously choose to violate that doctrine and consciously go to hell. Uh-huh. And, and most gonna, of them who's do. Who's going to do that? Most I mean, of them do that. Yeah. When so they leave. That's just a gigantic bondage. Mm -hmm. It is. So. And God wants them to be free. Yeah. God wants them to be free of that. He, he's Actually, we're kind of defending God's character in yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, sure. Because think that's the true. character of God has been mis, certainly yeah. misthought uh, in the way that they portray him as wanting this. Yeah, I, I shudder every time someone says God commanded polygamy, yeah. and I'm thinking <laughs> I don't know where I've seen that because I've never seen it. It's so, not there. It's not there. Absolutely. But isn't now there. to be clear, it is in the it is in the Old Testament. Polygamy is in the Old it Testament. There. Yes, yeah. but when you get into the Old Testament stories, you can start from Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. You can go mm -hmm. to I, or Jacob and his four wives. You can go to First Samuel chapter one with Hannah and mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. story with with the two wives that her husband had, and going to David and to Solomon. 
every single story in the Bible is negative. It's a sad story turn out about well. polygamy. Very <laughs> sad. Right. Sad yeah. lives, sad homes, sad women, yeah. uh, children. David's family, there was rape and incest and murder as a result of, 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 of the polygamy life. And it's, it just isn't. It's not something. Yeah, if you read the if you read the Old Testament, you'd never look through that and say polygamy. This looks wonderful. Yeah. Because in every case, it's oh, yeah. we should avoid that at all costs. Yeah, it's, and and David yeah. killed had had Bathsheba's husband killed that's right. just because the Bible records it. Does that mean that we're supposed to go and do it? Right. And that's what they're saying. The and polygamy is. That's a common is. misconception. If it's in the Bible, it must be promoted by God. Yeah. Now, if it's in the Bible, it's describing the history of real people mm -hmm. who who yeah. sin. Yeah. And God yeah. doesn't he doesn't color us with rose-colored glasses. He tells yeah. us tells us like we are. Yeah. So if you were if you're going to take two things you could do for leaving polygamous women that is you know change spiritual doctrine you know that freedom from that or provide a roof over their head you know which one's more important to you or I think they're equally important yeah. I I really don't believe that we can um, uh, take away from one to do the other their right. eternal uh, life is just as important just as what's as important. going on here yeah. and yeah. Um, and so we offer both we mm -hmm. want them to know both because until I wasn't set, I was out of polygamy group for 25 years before I was set free in my spirit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because I was still in bondage to that belief that I had left the only chance of salvation that I had, and of course we don't. So you <coughs> believe for 25 years you were headed to hell? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh yeah, I was a son of perdition. I was. I. I that's what <sighs> was in my heart, and that's the way many people are yeah. when they leave. And until I f found out that God didn't require polygamy, I wasn't set free. And mm. that verse, it says, that when you know the truth, the truth will set you free is certainly true. Well, so then let's say that in those 25 years, someone provided a shelter for you, but still didn't talk about the spiritual issues. Wouldn't you would be, still be in bondage. I'd still be in bondage to that fear yeah. of going to hell because I left the polygamy and group. I, I don't think most people get that. I don't think they do either. Yeah. So, I don't. It, it, is, it is so important. We have one call coming in um, on line one, so maybe we ought to take it okay. there. Line one, we have Herman calling from Provo. Hello, Herman. Hey, boys, how are you tonight? Very good, thank you. Thank you, I just wanted to tell you, boys, you've done such a, I, I heard somebody telling me on the, on the, you know, telling me about you on the phone, and they said, well, you need to watch the boys. And so I started watching five years ago, and you're doing such a good huh? job. Wow. I love yeah. your show. Every t I can't wait till Thursday comes and to watch your program. Well, thank you. And, and you, I talked to you before on the uh -huh. phone even. You always call me back when, when I ask you for, you know. But I didn't know about Joseph Smith's polygamy. That's when I started all uh -huh. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I sure appreciate it. For, I just wanted to tell you thank you so much and keep up the good work. Thank you, Herman. appreciate your call. Thank you, Dave. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was that nice. Was nice. Yeah, that, that was nice. That was great. <laughs> you know, talking about offering a safe place to go but not offering them the truth, um, there's a lot of pl places that want to provide safe houses for these women, yeah. like you mentioned, yeah. and which is what we, we're, our goal is to get a safe house for them as well. Um, but Jesus said in Matthew 16, 26, he said, what good will it be for a man if mm. he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Mm. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? It would do no eternal good for them to offer them safety here if we didn't offer them also safety exactly. for when they died. And that's exactly. why we do. That's yeah. what we do, what we do. Yeah. But we yeah. don't require 
We've been accused That's of a that good qualification. too. Yeah. We don't require anybody to accept and believe what we yeah. believe in order to help them. That just absolutely isn't true. When we do help them, we will explain. No, God doesn't require polygamy. You don't have to worry about that. You didn't make covenants that God's going to hold mm -hmm. you accountable to in mm -hmm. the polygamy group because yeah. they're not true covenants of God anyway. So they mean nothing. Yeah, but still, you know, a, a holistic package of loving for people who leave, it's not just a roof. It's got to include... Uh, somehow fixing the problem of them sitting under that roof day after day thinking I'm going to hell and going yes, to hell. Yeah. So yeah. Th that's that's part of the big picture. It is a bit. And it's a big part of it. Most people miss that. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this because this comes <coughs> up often in phone calls uh, is uh, uh, mainstream LDS Mormons will call and say wait this is a polygamy show <laughs> and you're talking about mainstream Mormonism so yeah. you're off topic so get back to the polygamy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, What's behind that, and why do we talk about mainstream Mormonism? Well, we do get that quite a bit, and a that, happens yeah. for se that happens for several reasons. I remember the first time uh, that a Mormon called us on the show, uh, you know, and uh, it was for a guy from the Mormon church from Provo, the very first show, and he attacked me <laughs> and said, Section 132 is not about polygamy, it's about celestial marriage. Well, pfft. That was a Mormon calling. It wasn't a polygamist. Right, so what am I right. supposed to do? You're a Mormon. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm sorry. This is not. Uh, this show is not for you. I can't answer that question. Yeah. yeah. No. But they have identical beliefs. The polygamist groups and the Mormon Church um, have many beliefs that are identical, and right. and some of them are so blurred that when we're talking about something that the polygamists believe in, and also and the LDS Church believes in it too, the LDS people are going to think that we're talking about them when really we're focuses on polygamists. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they think that we're attacking the church, that we're using polygamy in the show just as a, as a front to kind try and tear down the church. Right. Yeah, right. but not realizing that um, most of what the group, polygamy groups and the Mormon church believe are almost identical. And in some of them, they are identical. Yeah, well, and it's, the, the shared history makes that happen, mm -hmm. you know, from exactly. Joseph Smith, at least through John Taylor and beyond for some, but I mean, it's the same history. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, what's in Doctrine and Covenants was stuck in there in that same history. And so mm -hmm. it, it just right. makes sense that it ought to be common ground. Right, and, and anybody that's uh, fifth, sixth, seventh generation Mormon has polygamy in their background because that yeah. was what the early Mormons did. Right, right, right. They do live polygamy. So would you say, would you say, oh, we should probably get to the phones, but would you, would you say that current polygamous fundamentalist groups are more Mormon than the LDS church? Based on early Mormon doctrine and what Joseph Smith and Brigham Young laid down, yes. Yeah. The, the Mormon church is the apostate church, not the polygamy groups. Yeah, exactly. Based on their doctrine. Okay. Let's talk to some people. Yeah. Line two, we have George calling. Hello, George. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hello, George. You're on the air. What's your question or comment? Hello. Hello. What's your my question? question is, my question is, I heard you talk about God, which is pretty. What? I didn't Lord understand. Lord Jesus that. Christ, which is great. Well, why don't you ever talk about our blessed mother? About who? Our blessed mother. Heavenly mother? Did you say heavenly mother? Blessed Mother, Mary, the Mother Mary. of our Lord Jesus Christ and God. Mary. Well, he, Mary's not the Mother of God. Mary's <clears throat> the Mother of Je yes, Jesus Christ. Well, we're not going to argue about that on this show. We're not. To, our show is about polygamists, so we're not going to get into that doctrine. 
Thank you, George. Okay, we have one calling from Parowin, Carolyn in Parowin. Carolyn, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Doris. I want to tell you thank you so much for your show. I had seen it advertised back in 08, and I did not know at that time I was coming out of Mormonism. But when you were talking about Joseph Smith having all these wives, I decided to investigate. And what did I find? <laughs> Elizabeth Knight was, I think, yeah. Joseph Smith's 16th wife. And that started my whole escape from wow. the LDS church, finding this and finding that. And I just hmm. want to tell you thank you. I just wanted to know about polygamy. Yeah. I had no idea it had anything to do with the LDS religion. Oh, it sure enough does. It was Joseph Smith that started Boy, was it. I shocked. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was never taught any of this. I'm retired. Uh-huh. Hmm. They never, ever mentioned anything like that in the Mormon church. It was always Brigham Young, never Joseph Smith. So when I start telling my siblings, oh my gosh, we have a relative, Elizabeth Knight, that was married to Joseph Smith and wife number 16. Carolyn, uh -huh. this is uh, the operator. Oh, what And um, <laughs> I'll let her know the time is... Just put her on hold. I think, where's the whole button? Oh, hold on! Well, we'll put that on hold until we decide what's going on. Clearly proving we have volunteers, yeah. so that's okay. Yeah, we do have volunteers. And clearly proving what we were just talking about. This was a Mormon phone call. A Mormon phone call. And, and yeah. our show on polygamy has helped her see the Mormon history of polygamy. So yeah. that's why we kind that's of drift off on the doctrine. So, Carolyn, are you there? I am. Okay, I don't know what that was going on, but um, do you want to, were you finished or did you need to continue? No, that, w that was, I just want to tell you thank you for everything that you've done and brought all this out. And uh -huh. so I understand more and wish my family will not watch your program at all, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Well, you <laughs> never know when that might happen. Well, thank you, Carolyn. Uh, thank, thank you, you. again. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we have, we'll have to take this one very quickly. Yeah. Uh, line one, Mark calling. Hello, Mark. Yes, uh, you were talking about... In, in the Bible, I've been reading from First Samuel. Through, I'm almost done with Second Chronicles. You not need to what? hurry, sir. You need to hurry real fast. I know. First, uh, polygamy is a mess. The the the, the worship of uh, uh, devotees to Yahweh versus the devotees to uh, Baal. It's just it's it's surprising that there were so many kings that were righteous mm -hmm. in Judah. Yeah. Because of all the true. polygamous situations. That's true. It's, it's mm -hmm. horrible. It is horrible. And you're right. It's, it's negative. You, you really ought to maybe do a show on just the, the, the nonsense about First Kings through Second Chronicles. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you for that's calling. That's a very good point. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Mark. Okay, so we're getting toward the the, the last yeah, two minutes of the show. Time, we didn't yeah. get we didn't get much in um, everything in that we wanted to talk about. But well, I want to personally thank you for your pain and suffering. <laughs>
and all the stress. You've just done a and, wonderful job and God's done great things. And, and I can't say thanks enough to, to everybody who has encouraged us and also to all the volunteers who come and help and encourage us. Yeah. You know, in John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. You know, the peace that give, Jesus gives is His special peace. The peace that the world gives is laced with compromises and peace at the cost of truth. But peace is based, uh, the world gives, is based on selfishness and self-preservation, which really isn't peace at all. But Jesus gives us peace in the thick of chaos and in the battle for truth. And that's what this show is all about, in the battle for truth. Jesus testifies that Satan cannot tell a single truth. He's a deceiver and a liar. And God testifies that Jesus is the truth and the truth cannot lie. In John 18, 37, Jesus said, For this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And so as long as God provides the opportunity, we will testify the truth to this culture, that Joseph, that Jesus Christ, not Joseph Smith, is the one we should be listening to. To polygamous men, women, and children, we know that God wants more for you than you're getting in polygamy. And you can leave polygamy without fear of God's punishment. If you seek Him and His truths, you can have peace like a river and joy like a mountain. Polygamy cannot provide that, and God wants you to have it. He does. We pray that our show has blessed many. And we will continue with the show and God, until God tells us that we've done what He sent us to do, and then we'll stop. And until then, we want to thank everyone who has encouraged us and pray for all those who have discouraged us, asking that God will reveal to them His grace and truth. And grace and truth comes through Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for six good years. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.